Welcome to this week's homily from Nativity Catholic Church in Longwood, Florida. For the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, here is our pastor, Father David Scotchy. Just to review uh, last week, uh, I told you a story how I was on retreat um, earlier this month at the Benedictine Arch Abbey of St. Meinrad in Indiana. And early on, God made clear that he wanted me to give him his attention. My cell phone, I told you the story, rang and rang and rang during uh, the Mass, and I was so mortified uh, disturbing this Holy Mass with my cell phone. And I resolved to keep my cell phone in my room the rest of the week, and so I did. So I could give my attention to God, unplug, and just be there for God. Um, So the whole uh, story is online. You can uh, find it in our podcast um, for the homilies from our parish website. Then I said... Um, You know, God wanted me to give his attention because he wants me to know him. He wants me to know him better, more intimately, to know his love that holds me. And God wants us, our families, to know him. So thank you, I mentioned last week, for raising your families in the faith, to teach your children about God, uh, to have them baptized, and to bring them to faith formation starting in two weeks. Um, Thank you. Thank you also, we have adult faith formation starting in two weeks so that we can know the Lord better. The Lord wants us to know him personally. And then finally, I mentioned the gospel story has a warning that we heard the story of knocking on the door. We say, Lord, open the door. And he calls from the other side, I do not know you. We say, oh, come on, We, we hung out with you, Lord. We ate and drank with you. And he says, I do not know you. Depart from me, you evildoers. It's harsh words. The Lord wants us to know him, not just know about him. What other people say, what grandma says, or what the, the priest says, but he wants us to know him personally. Sound familiar? Okay, that's last week. We're moving on. And I'm going to talk to our catechumens and to Paige in particular, uh, those we just had here, we're praying over you. Um, the rest of you guys just sit back for a few minutes, all right? <laughs> So, God wants us to know him. God wants you to know him. And so that we know him, he humbled himself. Monday, I'm going to see the rocket launch over Cape Canaveral. They're launching this huge rocket to go send three mannequins to the moon and then bring them back safely, God willing. And I'm going with 100,000 of my best friends. So it's going to be a great event, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, just to see, I don't know, uh, lifting up its rocket into the sky. But we see this just the beginning. You know, we know from the James Webb Telescope that there's a billion galaxies out there and a billion, billion stars, and we're just a speck in the cosmos. We're nothing. And we see these beautiful pictures of these these spiral galaxies that are red and blue and green. We'd see these beautiful galaxies uh, that are cartwheels and spokes and just all kinds of wonderful things, amazing things, black holes out there. And it's just unfathomable. And God created all these things, galaxies and stars. And the God who created all this humbled himself and became one with us walked among us in Jesus. And he didn't come like Thor with bolts of lightning and say, I am God, behave, believe me, I'm God. 
No, he came as a baby. Born in Bethlehem, this backwater, no, nowhere place, to his mother Mary and her husband Joseph in Bethlehem. Defenseless, fragile baby. He knew what it was to be hungry and cold or thirsty or lonely. He went to the bathroom, just like us. Like us in all things except sin. And when he grew up, he hung out with the wrong people, with the losers, the sinners, the prostitutes, the tax collectors who were friends with the Roman army, and the right people, the powerful people. They didn't really like that. Now, Abraham Lincoln, when he was president of the United States during the Civil War, you think he'd be really busy? And he was. But twice a week, for three hours, he opened the doors of the White House so that anyone in the country could come and talk to him. And they lined up, like they would line up at the barber shop to get their hair cut, <laughs> and they would ask Abraham Lincoln, the president, for a job, or they tell him the problems and ask him to fix it. Just whatever. Three hours, twice a week. You don't see me doing that for you guys, do you? <laughs> but he is busy, you know, saving the country and keeping the country from falling apart during the Civil War. But he humbled himself to be with the people. He walked the streets of Washington, D.C. He went to the theater with the people. And that didn't end well, but that's another story. <laughs> Oh God, so that we know him. Didn't stay up in the heavens, but humbled himself to be one with us so we know him personally. And what's more, Jesus served us. He humbled himself in serving us. On the night before he died, he was arrested and tortured and beaten, humiliated, and nailed to a cross. The night before all this happened, he didn't run away. He gathered for his supper with his followers, his friends, and he knelt down on the cold stone floor. He had a bowl of water and a towel, and he washed their dirty, sticky feet. Humble. They should be washing his feet. But he laid down and served them just as he would lay down his life for he the human race. Mother Teresa was a woman um, who left behind a comfortable job as a headmistress of a Catholic girls' school and went into the gutters of Calcutta, the city of India, to take care of the poor people who were dying and were covered in maggots and sores and just had nothing. And she would wash them clean and she would give them uh, care and they would die in her arms a few hours later. She did this again and again. She had no money, no plan, no place. But she humbled herself to serve these people. We had elections on Tuesday here in Florida, our Florida primary elections. And our politicians we call public servants because at their best they serve the common good. Not themselves, not their friends and family, but they serve everybody, deserving or not, to take care of the common good. So they're called public servants servants. We give thanks for their humble service. And after Mass over in the parish center, that's that hall down the, just down the, over next door, we have coffee and donuts. You guys are mostly too young for coffee. Don't, 
get a donut, but we also have a ministry fair, a chance to find out what we do in our parish and how the Lord might be calling all of us to serve in the parish, to listen, find out more how the Lord is calling us to humble ourselves to serve. Uh, for in service to others, we humble ourselves like Jesus. Just before communion, when I, we give the body of Christ to everybody, just before communion, we sing, uh, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. And then the priest holds up the consecrated host and says, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. That the Lord of the cosmos, under the appearance of bread and wine, humble bread, humble wine, comes to us so we know him. Now in the Syriac liturgy, um, the, the priest says different words. The priest says, holds up the consecrated host and he says, Behold, I hold in my hands the one who holds the world. The one who created everything, the galaxies and the stars and us. I hold him in my hands. And then in communion we receive him in our hands. We hold the one who holds the world. On our tongues, we see the one who holds the world. So that we know him and love him and serve him. We look forward to the day when you are, when we are baptized, received into the church, to the day when you too can share with us at the table of the Lord, at the supper of the Lamb. So today begins that journey.